Okay, so number three, Simon. Hi. Once again, welcome to the Nuggets. Thank you. Episode three. And today we've got another special guest, uh, Simon Plotkin. Yeah. Which uh, is special, not necessarily compared to the last episode. But the same still, compared to the last episode. It's well, it was, it was special then, and it's special now. Oh, I, I see, but I'm the same person. Yeah, it doesn't make any less special, though, does no, it? No, that's true. It's more special, actually. You are special, son. You are returning. We have another extra special guest, which is Riker the cat, who's sitting there, resplendent on his nice, soft sheepskin rug. Yeah. Any words, Riker? Any words? Unlikely, given that he's a cat. And his bum is facing the cam- the camera, the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> And the camera. We've <laughs> got a camera on the cat's bum. Have you set up a secret camera in here when I wasn't looking? So oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've seen you naked. So, a uh, uh, quick note about this um, episode. Some of the events in here are, they're factual events, but I've kind of put them in an, into a narrative. Oh, so it, it happened. These events didn't necessarily oh, happen right. all on the same day. It's more Hollywood bullshit, is it? But they, but they happened at least. Yeah, Hollywood oh. bullshit. What? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Invitation game. You know, um, Spartacus, Braveheart. You, you're gonna have a go at Hollywood now, are you? Is, is that is this your forum? Have don't get don't get me started on fucking Hollywood narratives imposed yeah. on real events. We well, just don't get. Bring Mel Gibson in this way again. Right. I know you've got a problem with him. I do. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I did talk at length about my problems with Mel Gibson. So, uh, the Industrial Revolution is the name given to a period of events between about 1760 and 1830, which saw a switch from old labour-intensive manufacturing processes to new mechanised methods. Yep, and people were crushed underfoot by the wheels of industry. Uh, the wheels of industry's feet. Feet. Yeah, well, um, they, yes, you know, you, 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 uh, wheels are very much like the feet of um, industry. You know? I'm just imagining wheels with feet and, oh, how, yeah. and how that would work. Oh, okay, well, that's that's the obvious thing. It would, it, if you had enough wheels, no, enough feet, fucking hell, I am tired. I have to, you know, the problem is, I've not been drinking, so my mind is too alert, oh, and so it's going problem, over it? itself. It is a yeah, so wheels with feet on them. You know, if it's uh, if you have enough uh, feet on the wheel, it's like an effect, like a flesh tire. Yeah, yeah, I can see that working. Effective cool. flesh tire. Right, cool. Right, so uh, uh, mechanized methods like uh, spinning jennies, traction wheels. engines, wheels. And, yeah, indeed, L- and looms out the wazoo. The looms of wheels. Um, Where's a loom? Loom is for like, you know. Weaving. Ah, oh, it's the weaving thing. It's yeah. gonna have a wheel in it somewhere, isn't it? It's not gonna be without wheels. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the assumption that those wheels didn't have feet. Loom they're... wheels, feetless loom wheels. Feetless loom wheels. High technology from the 1760s. So while bringing bringing pros- loom wheels, while bringing prosperity to many, the results oh, of these baby. new techniques often had unforeseen negative effects on some of the populace. And initially, there was a lot of pushback from many members of society who wished the means of production to remain the same. That is human history all over, isn't it? Absolutely. Progress. Mm-hmm. See the foot wheels. Mm-hmm. Well, bring it back down. The ones who, you know, why can't we just use normal feet, human feet, not these wheels of feet? Can't we just like, you know, all the pe- peasants on my land? They used their feet before. Now I've got to use these wheel feet. Because that... I'm kind of these wheel feet wheels. I'm feet kind of wheels. imagining like. Are they human feet on the outside of a, on the rim? <laughs> Depends on the size of the wheel. Like if it's a tiny little wheel, it's sort of mouse feet. 
if it's sort of right, you know, if it's like a medium-sized wheel. Uh, Does I that guess. mean that there was instantly a very high demand for the feet of mice in more intricate equipment? Yes. Right. Okay. So that's uh, that's the first microchip. Well, actually, they had to use kind of like they had to use kind of amoeba feet for that one. Right. No, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with this. Good. So you shouldn't. Uh, so, Finally. Uh, many incidents of criminal damage on the new equipment were recorded. Uh, so you just go in there on a Saturday night, smash the looms up, and that. Yeah. No one goes to work on Monday no. or gets paid. Loom smashed. Weave this, motherfucker. <laughs> Countless farm. I'm imagining he's got his dick out at that point. Weave this. <laughs> And then, actually, you could, you could, could you, because you could just slip it in and out. Of, you could, you could fuck a loom, <laughs> right? Why, guys? Why, why do you go to, why do you go to that side? Well, no, no, listen, because he's saying, he's saying, um, weave this motherfucker, right? He's got his dick out, uh, yes, and then the looms, yes. the looms got the kind of the you kind of weave stuff in and out, yeah. so it's like up and under, up and under. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Right? There is an orifice there. So there's a kind of orifice. There's a kind of a, a looming orifice, if you will. You can fuck a loom. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not, once again, you're going to hear no argument from fantastic. me on that subject. This is good. So uh, countless farmhands <laughs> were being put out of work from advances <laughs> in farm machinery and the search for work forced many from the countryside into rapidly growing cities. Yeah, whereas looms are plentiful. Absolutely. Wow. So, in these cities, the primary source of fuel for the average person in these cities was coal. Course. Uh, people have been burning coal for ages. Uh, it's a standard setup. You have a house. Yeah. You want to have a fire in the house. Bunch of dead dinosaurs just under there. Yeah, that's it. That's how you get it in there. So you, you want to have a fire in your house. You need some things to have a fire in your house, like uh, oxygen. Ox. Yeah. Yes. You remember your fire triangle from, uh, from science class. Uh, oh, um, a corpse. Uh, you know, like a dead relative because they couldn't afford a crematorium. So you'd use the, it was just efficient. So if you wanted to make a, a fire in your house, yeah. one of the first things you look for, apart from oxygen, yeah. is a dead relative. Yes, because it was the olden days. So people made loads of children and then they died pretty much at a solid rate. So, right. you know, they were born and then they died and then you got the thing, the corpse put on, you know, if you can't afford the coal... That's why people had so many kids. Fine, fine, yeah, okay, yeah, good. Let's yeah. go with that, let's go with the dead relative. I'm liking this lack of arguments. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, uh, one very important thing that you need is a chimney. Yeah. Uh, and since buildings were now becoming uh, more complex with more floors and rooms, the chimney systems were following suit. Yeah. Heavier use... Chimney sweeps are doing more dance routines. Oh, well, uh, we'll see what happens to chimney sweeps. Is this the story of Dick Van Dyke? No, no, what? sorry. He, he, he might come up later, but... He's um, going to. Yeah. Every available opportunity. So, heavier use of these chimneys and the switch from normal pit coal to North Sea coal. What's the difference between normal pit coal? Well, North I can coal? tell you right Fantastic. now, Simon. So, uh, <laughs> that's me rubbing my hands in glee and finding out a difference between what's the coal types again? You've got um, normal pit coal. Oh, I can imagine that right now, all black and coal in Yeah, and the uh, and North Sea coal. But it's just black and coal. I can't imagine it's it could be slightly details. more black and coal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, North Sea coal. Contains more creosote, ah. which leaves uh, a nasty flammable residue, or more of a nasty flammable residue compared to the old pit coal. Uh, so this resulted in very dirty chimneys, and, f- and fires actually in the chimney were a constant threat. <sighs> All right, so it's, let's change tack a bit here. Uh, yeah. So the Industrial Revolution also gave birth, well not, they were probably all around before, around before then, but still, there were a lot of street urchins around at the time. There was always street <coughs> urchins. As long it's as true. there's been street, there's been urchins. True. As long as there's been sea, there's been urchins. Where, there's no urchins anywhere else, street and sea. 
Um, farm, I guess it, I have, us urchins, are land urchins necessarily urban? Would you say that a homeless child in the countryside is an urchin? Or I'm not. saying that a street urchin needs a street to be a street. Sure. Urchin. What I'm saying you can't is, have a field urchin. And we could have a field urchin. A street urchin is just a street urchin. The sea urchin, street sea. Is there another urchin? Is there a field urchin? Is there a, a loft urchin? Loft urchin. Yeah. You know, it's um, <laughs> sofa urchin. Sofa right, urchin. You can, like sofa chains. You find them at the back sometimes oh, when, you, when you clean oh, your clean off. <laughs> Go oh, spare us, spare us a fatty bit. Wow, there's a few down here. Yeah, I tell you. In fact, thinking about this, urchins should get living in sofas because that is where the change goes. True, true. Uh, so, so, uh, where are we? Uh, so, at this time, welfare wasn't really a thing. No. Nope. If you were unlucky enough to find yourself down on your luck in the 18th century, there were no food banks or benefits to stop you falling through the cracks. Yeah. Oh no, out on your ear, mate. That'll be the future if. Jacob Rees-Mogg gets his way. Yeah? Yeah. Ooh. Back to this. He's, he's very... He, I mean, he does look like someone who interacts with urchins. Whoa, okay, I'm not... Sorry. Uh, I like to say that Jacob Rees-Mogg, to my knowledge, is not a paedophile. It's one of the only things he isn't. Really? Yeah. Well, I can name a few other things. Go on, If you want a list. Yeah, go for it. Um, tables. Yeah. He's uh, a table. Lamps. He's a lamp. Uh, uh, traffic lights. He's a traffic lights. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that one either. Lack of oh. argument is incredible. That is, by the way, that's actionable. So Jacob Rees Mogg can, in fact, take us to court and say, I, Jacob Rees Mogg, Nog, I, Jacob Rees Mogg, am not traffic lights. And he'd be saying Latin, wouldn't he? He'd say, you know, Jacob Rees Mogg. <laughs> you just put yourself in a the corner there, come on. Uh, how, do you, on how do you on. say it in Latin? I have, a, I have a qualification in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. Yeah, yeah it was uh, very easy. They gave us like a list of all the words in the right order. Uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob Reeksmog, Aunt Noctan Traffic Lights. Yep, perfect. Yep. yep. Hang on. Yep, write it down. Yeah. So, cities were lousy with Mr. kids. Mr. McAfee, then you're proud. Lousy with kids, having been orphaned, or simply turned out because they were making the place look metty. Uh, roving gangs of pickpockets were Oof. rife. You've seen God. Oliver Twist, I'm sure you've seen that. I have. You? When an urchin. Transitions to pickpockets. Oh yes, it's a slippery slope. It's like uh, cannabis going to heroin. Just you start urchining, and then you're going to be a pickpocket. So occasionally, somebody would try to do something for these uh, unfortunate individuals, like putting them to work in a factory, mm. or setting up a fencing racket so they can all live in your loft and have a nice sing song. A fencing racket. Uh, a fencing racket. They well, make the urchins fight with swords. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I can only assume so. It wasn't in Oliver. And that's the only real kind of cinematic reference I've taken for this podcast. So. Come on, there's so many urchin films. There's urchin films, urchin films, urchin musicals. There's Lemmy's, there's Annie, there's um, Urchins in the Mood. Uh, there's uh, uh, urchins, urchin, on the roof. urchins on the Roof. That was yeah. one, wasn't it? There's urchins um, in the Sofa. Urchins in the Sofa. Yeah. Uh, cabaret Urchins. Um, My Neighbour of the Urchins. Uh, Lurchin Urchins. And Big Mama House Five. Um, this time she's got some urchins. Uh, child labour laws were not yet a thing, uh, and children are often seen as little devils because it was really weird. Because back then, you know, uh, people didn't give the same sort of, you know, you nice young kid. It was like, oh, you little shit, get out of my way, bastard. Yeah, accurate. Yeah. That is more accurate. Good, good. I'm glad to see we're getting a bit more accurate as we go on. Absolutely, the pricks. <laughs> 
Young since, pricks. Since there are all these dirty chimneys everywhere. Yeah, dirt. Oh, right. Dirty Sorry, chimneys. actual chimneys. Come on, going back to the it's chimneys. It's not a slur for urchins. They, 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 they were probably quite dirty as well, most of these urchins, I would dirty assume. Dirty chimney urchins. Dirty chimney urchins. Um, so there were all these dirty chimneys everywhere, and also an apparent surplus of young, impressionable boys, mm-hmm. some particularly enterprising sorts, decided the best use of this, particularly small in stature workforce, <laughs> could be put to more lucrative use. I don't know where you're going with this. Chimney sweeps! Oh, well, yes! It's obviously going to be chimney sweeps. I thinking it's just two separate things. There exist chimneys, and there are small children willing to do anything for money. Yep, see where I went there. See how I cleverly yes. led you down the path onto chimney sweeps. So how do you, how does one become a chimney sweep, Simon? Uh, you... go to university, and you study for an arts degree, and realise you have no skills, and uh, then someone hands you a brush, and you then you're sweeping chimneys. And lo, so as mentioned, an orphaned or just discarded child would find themselves newly <laughs> discarded. That's what, that's, yeah, that's what they would do. Just oh no, I've got too many of these. Yeah, you, you, you you're the youngest. You're off to go. Off this to one's go. already you know already Gets working sweeping. for us. Yeah. So um, uh, one of these discarded children would find themselves wandering the street, and some caring adult would take them under their wing. Mm. So. These caring adults would be called master sweepers. Mm, all uh, of them. Um, well, yeah. Here's my question. These ones are master sweepers. Uh-huh. But as you say, chimneys are pretty new. Uh, well, no, no, they're not. They've, no, they've been around a while. Chimneys. Oh, I chimneys, see. The, the Industrial Revolution wasn't the first time chimneys came around. Oh, it's, it's just there's a lot more of them and they're all really close to space. Right, I see. So... These sweepers were chimney sweepers back when there wasn't so demand, so much demand. Yeah, and, that, and also crucially that they they an adult can fit into one of the old school chimneys because they're a lot bigger. That so now good. you get to these smaller chimneys. You need <laughs> a smaller chimney sweeper. I would say they're master of sweeping no more. Indeed. Yeah. So uh, a master sweeper would have a gang of boys working for Ex-master him. Ex master sweeper. Ex master sweeper. And um, we're gonna we're gonna home home in on one boy called George Brewster. Now, George, is, he's a veteran chimney sweep, right? He's seen it all. All right. the chimneys, fireplaces, right. soot. He's soot. been up every type of chimney. Sweep, sue. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, wasn't he's it? Was it Jeff? Jeff. Pretty sure it was Jeff. Ma- it was, uh, it was, guy, was Matthew. Wasn't it? Matthew. Yeah. I'm sure it might have changed at some point. For those of us who don't know, we're referencing soot. a um, uh, an old children's TV show called Old them. it's still relevant it, is, is, well, are they still making it but in CG now you know what I looked it up and they are uh, <laughs> I said when I was a young kid I said mum I will never grow out of sitting <laughs> I never <laughs> you know like Sue was his girlfriend didn't it no no, yeah. no I, I reckon Sue was gay Sue she was, had to be gay no Sue was his girlfriend that really? was her character she's a panda and, and, and like Sooty was just some sort of you know well, I can only assume mid-European bear. What? Sorry. You, so you assume she was gay because there are different varieties of bear. That is what you're going no, for. No, it was her... That is the hill you're dying I, on I, with this. Uh, perhaps I am. I <laughs> am dying. <laughs> they are yeah. a boyfriend girl, and in one episode, Sue got pregnant. No, yeah. I never saw that. Yeah. Pregnant with little, little, little swatches. Swatches, yeah. <laughs> well, she's not going to give birth to live no, puppets, no, is she? Because that's not how the reproductive system of a puppet works. How does the reproductive wow, system of a puppet work? let me tell you. Uh, so, George Brewster. No, 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 no. How does the reproductive system okay, of a puppet work? Okay, so the, the male puppet yeah. inseminates the female puppet. Ow. 
with its, uh, you know, its fabric phallus what? and fabric phallus. Have you seen? Okay, so it's a, do you mean it's a glove puppet? I, I would not say. get to gloves again, please. This is called glove glove puppets, like the city. I think the male puppet just inserts its head up the large orifice of the female <laughs> female puppet. In this case, is Izzy Wizzy. Let's get busy. And slow bold Sue's pregnant little puppet child. I, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. So well, and that's really quite distressing. Didn't get on to how they got rid of the child and the oh, no. oh, okay. So, having already discussed length cow abortions, are we now going to get into uh, puppet you know, abortions? Puppet abortions. No, oh, no good. I'm just going to put it out there for people to imagine. Oh, okay, cool. Puppet abortions. Everyone imagine. Everyone, everyone enjoying that. Imagine, imagine it. Yeah. yeah, good. Okay, so can we can I talk about George Brewster again now? Sure. Cool. All right. So uh, he's he's seen it all: chimneys, fireplaces, puppet abortions, puppet abortions. He's been up every type of chimney late nineteenth century London has to throw at sweep. Ooh. He's twelve. Shit. So one day in February eighteen seventy five, George woke up, woke up under his bedding of sooty sacks. Sack. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a sack, like a he's got like a sack. He's yep. He and his fellow sweeps apprentices all gathered around for warmth. Sweeps apprentice. Woken up by the sound of his master, one William Wire shouting for them to get up. And after a meagre breakfast, Wire ordered his sweeps into the wagon, and so began the working day of Wire's Sweeps Inc. Wire Sweeps Inc. Yep. <sighs> uh, it's not it's not real. I just made that up. Oh. Like, no, but it's more that he's called wire that I found. Like, wire, right, yeah. Like like, like, like the brush. Like you, the brush yeah, yeah that's good. Have you, have you got a better name for the, the, the company owned by William Wire? Um, uh, Sweet Core? Sweet Core, um, Chimney Cleansers, um, Fire Opening Cleaner. <laughs> yeah, Nice to Sweep You. Nice to Sweep oh, oh, right, okay, if we're going to that pun. Oh. Uh, you know, Sweep No More. <laughs> If they do it once, and it's already good. Um, uh, sweeper by the dozen, because there's twelve of them. Yep. Now um, there is. Yep. Yep. Uh, ch- chirpy birdie sweep sweep, because they use a bird to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, let's sweep this under the carpet. Um, All good. All good yeah. suggestions. Sweeps and tatties. Very good. All right, I think I'm closing the book now. Then we've, we've got enough suggestions. We're going to take this to committee now. All right. All right so chimney number one in the. Uh, Bomb. <laughs> so this chimney is a, uh, a bakery chimney oh, yeah. nice easy job to start the day the oven isn't still hot having just taken a batch out of the oven the oven is still hot sorry having just taken a batch out of oven because mm. uh, they can't lose production industrial revolution sure. so our George takes point the other boy is readying to begin bagging the soot once it starts to flow there's good money in soot as well yeah. you can, you could, they could sell the soot on they bag it all up and they sell it on afterwards what is it used for probably burn it somehow because it's got really? it's got creosote in it, so this is this uh, still still slightly flammable, so you can right. still burn it. That's good. And then when they burn that soot, that mm-hmm. creates more soot. More soot, and then so that's, but yeah, then yeah. surely they can't surely they can't sell that soot. Well, they'll, they'll try. I bet William Wire would try. They would. He's but wiry. Oh, that guy is, well, wily, wiry, motherfucker. Wily, wiry William. Uh, so with a brush in one hand and a scraper in the other, George ascends the hot chimney, and hot bricks are not fun. No, well no. they are. <laughs> Depends oh. what you use them for. Okay, what fun could you have with hot brick then, Solomon? Hot wall. Really? Is that fun for you, is it's it? Hot walls? hot walls fun. I suppose if you throw water at it and it's hot enough, it will yeah. explode into vapour. You yeah. could have fun with that. Yeah, huh? you could boil Humpty Dumpty on it. Fine, yep, yeah, not arguing with that. 
So, again, this reason, uh, the reason George could withstand the heat from these bricks and the constant abrasion from countless chimneys... Because he was made of tin. Uh, 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 no. Oh. It's because by this time in his career, he got himself a nice set of knee soles. Oh, yeah. oh what are knee and soles? elbow soles and wrist soles. So when you climb a chimney, it's pretty inevitable that your knees and elbows are going to come in for some harsh treatment. Sure. Uh, a fresh apprentice sweep would invariably end the day with cuts and abrasions in these areas. And so to harden the skin, their master would scrub spirits into the wound with a oh. brush and would so promote the growth of hard pads of skin. <laughs> just, people are just like me, aren't they? And this, and they're like, oh, well, boy, as you see, you've, scrubbed, you've cut open your knees and yeah, elbows. Really oh, hurts. I'm going to put alcohol in it, and that'll... that'll ah, ah up. mister! Yes, your body is my property. I will throw you ah. at the chimneys. Don't shut up. So this is part of the daily routine. Uh, so, you know... Have you brushed your knees? Stuff like that. You'd ask your kid that on the way up. You brush your knees, boy. Also, they they used to quite commonly go up the chimneys wearing nothing. So they strip down and they... Are you sexualizing? No, wait a second. I keep forgetting. Because in these... Look. In the old... No, I'm not going down this way at all. (laughs) About the age of consent in the olden days. Yeah, no, let's... What I'm saying is they were close to men. So... uh, (laughs) So again, brush. So George sets to work, raining down soot on the grate below. Looking up, he can see his goal, a small circle of light about 8 metres above him. So this chimney is about 40 centimetres in diameter. Nice and round, plenty of room to spring his, swing his scraper. Classic baker's chimney. And after only about an hour or so scrambling his way up, he sticks his brush through the chimney pot to show wire who's waiting in the street. Probably eating a chicken slice or something. Yeah. It's a bakery, right? So. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Freshly baked. Absolutely. Uh, so shows his brush above the, uh, the chimney pot to show that he'd really cleaned all the way to the top. And then clambering back down to the bottom and help bag up the rest of the soot. Great. So job one. Bang. Done. Easy. Bang. Up, down, clean. It's, it's um, so easy. I'm amazed they made any record of it. Indeed. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> frankly bored by my own account of it. So let's move. Let's <laughs> no. move. The account was thrilling, just like, you know, I'm like, well, historians, what events are we recording in this Victorian age? Well, some boy successfully cleaned a, a, a chimney. What form of the biggest chimney? Yes, this is the, the account of the day we will record. Well, hold on to your hat, Si, because chimney number two is coming right up. Fucking A. Right, so the Dog and Duck pub. It might have been the Dog and Duck, I'm just calling it the Dog and Duck, because... That's a nice pub name. So Wyatt gets the gang to work. Two flues here. Ah, oh, two flue dog and duck. Absolutely. One from the kitchen and one from the common room. So George takes the kitchen flue and one of the other apprentices, let's call him Charlie, takes the common room flue. Oh, we, we could call him Charlie. I'm calling him Charlie. Okay. You can, we can call him something Chuck. you like. I'll just have Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Chimney Chuck. Chimney Chuck. Chimney Chuck. Chimney Chuck. Like it. Chimney like Chuck. It. So George lets the less experienced soot specialist take the common room. <laughs> less experienced soot specialist, <laughs> Chimney Chuck. <laughs> he dug up. Oh, I'm the <laughs> less experienced soot specialist, Chimney Chuck. Uh, so George lets the little guy take the, uh, the, uh, the less hot chimney because he's, you know, he's, he hasn't got as quite defined knee soles as George has not a little chimney chack yeah and it's on these soles ain't even full of vinegar yet what would he put on was it vinegar uh it was just like uh, what what would it be it's it's anything like with high like high alcohol all right something you know that 
well, gin. rum or gin, but he, he's probably not going to waste the rum and gin. He's probably going to yeah. buy some knockoff moonshine from down the road, isn't it, to put yes. to to get the knee soles going? Urchin <laughs> gin. Urchin <laughs> gin. Oh yeah, I think there's a market there. I think you can sell it. Yeah. It's not made out of urchins, is it? No, it's made out of sea urchins. Sea urchin gin. That'd be a good bottle. Wouldn't look cool. It would look cool. All right, definitely a market there. Sea urchin gin. So why, meanwhile, takes a look at the bar. It's important to start the day off proper, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. so up George went, the uh, the hot kitchen flue, brush, scraper. A little narrower than chimney one, and it's square, but it's not too bad. The big difference here, though, is there's no light, since this flue has a couple of bends in it, and so he can't see where he's going. Shit. Yeah. Scrape, brush, climb, scrape, brush, brush climb. climb. So, after an hour or so of sweeping, George reached the point where the two flues joined, and he can see daylight from about only five metres or so above him. No sign of his colleague from the other flu yet, so George pressed on upwards, and it was Charlie's bad luck that half the soot George would dislodge lands on his head. Bad luck, Chuck. Bad luck, Chuck. So George clings to the top, shows his brush for anyone that might be watching, while he's probably still at the bar. <laughs> what a cheeky sausage. Yeah, and he makes his descent only to find that once he's collected himself, that Chuck, uh, Chuck sorry, was yet to emerge from the common room flu. So, it turns out that while the common room's flu was less hot, it was a lot narrower. And Charlie had gained in Chuck, had gamely shoved himself through as far as he could, but had become... Right, so now this is a technical term. Uh, sometimes we'll use technical terms here on the Nugget. We'll try not to. Yeah. This this one's a bit out of the ordinary. But in the parlance of the time, it was known as stuck. Oh, yeah. So. Chuck stuck. Chuck stuck. Chimney Chuck stuck Chimney again. Chuck might be stuck and fucked. Not literally, I mean, like, metaphorically. So imagine being in a, <laughs> a narrow vertical passage and yeah. the only way you're holding yourself up is with your knees and elbows. So yeah. good thing you've got your knee soles. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I've smeared it with delicious urchin gin. Oh, it's like a wire brush and everything being rubbed oh, in there. God, oh, so it's going to be so bad. So uh, in, the pro- in the process of climbing, it's very possible for the knees to come up and lock above the hips. And without, without care, you can get yourself completely locked into this position. Okay, I've got a question. Is this the origin story of Santa Claus? Well, I'll read on, Simon. Ooh, it's exciting. So, you know what happens, like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen competitive climbing. Um, uh, no. some, of the, some of the falls that they get into in that, it's not necessarily that, that they fall and then they hit the ground and it mm. damages them. Sometimes they're climbing up cracks and they fall down the crack and they just get wedged into it right so that they can't they literally can't move without and then they have to be rescued by somebody coming along and literally breaking part of their body to get them out oh my god so they have to like dislocate a hip to extract somebody from a crack in the rock so it's either like either we dislocate your hip or it's staying here and it's pretty nasty making a pretty horrible face here guys (laughs) um Right, why? I just don't understand why you would do that though. Competitive climbing. Oh, is there, there's a chance that someone might need to just dislocate part of my body. What? Just do something else. Like, just seriously. Just anything else. Yeah. Just go for a go for a run. Go for a run. Go for a run, or you know, climb non-competitively. <laughs> just take your time, guys. Don't. So, don't ways of getting a chimney sweep out of a chimney who's stuck uh, sweep around them sweep around them that does not what that's not going to get them out is it so sweep, it, sweep around them it, they might be stuck on some soot on some soot yeah, alright yeah soot stuck alright okay 
I would say uh, like a fire under them. Oh, you got one. You got one. Is that's, that what they do? That's, that's one of them. Well, the... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, this, this bloody boy, they're just faking it. They just stuck because they don't want to have their, their legs got with wire and poured with urchin gin. I know, light a fire under them. That'll scare him out like a bloody rat that he is. <laughs> so uh, uh, a standard trick would be to climb up the laggard climb up behind the laggard and stick pins in his feet it's another way of doing it so just come what? up and just That's literally scary. stick pins in their feet I, I so, so you send up a young you know another chimney sweep yeah. up behind him and just get him to stab him in the feet what if that chimney sweep gets stuck uh, well again feet you get just send up another one until eventually but they, would they have to also be smaller than that one yeah but that's when you light a fire Oh, I see. When the the youngest chimney sweeps in there, yeah, like a fire and there's sort of like a human. I keep Simon, stop sexualizing your children. Like a human <laughs> centipede of of chimney sweeps gets shot out the uh, shot out the chimney. But all this these methods are predicated on the kids faking it. What faking being stuck? Yeah, they well, stick pins in their foot. Well, you might be a certain level of stuck, and then suddenly you realise that actually. I can get myself out here, but it's going to really hurt. You know, uh, so this is kind of the thought of thing that happens here because he locked the light fire under it, and soon enough, Chuck emerged from the kitchen flue, having oh, Houdini. This is it. He was only oh, stuck to the it. point where he wasn't willing to sacrifice dislocating his knees to get out of there. Probably. If I get stuck in a chimney. I'm definitely at that point. Like I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Oh, you know. Um, I'll just. You know what? This is where I live now. I'm getting out of that chimney. <laughs> you know, I mean, they wouldn't need to let a fire. Maybe their life on the outside of the chimney is so rough, like, ah, oh, you're slightly stuck. This is better. I'm warm here. Could be worse. Exactly. This is it. Yeah, at least someone's not going at my knees with some wire and pouring booze on them. Uh, so, lighting fire under people generally isn't a good idea. Uh, no. I've got a quote from Charles Dickens' Oliver the Twist here. Something the Artful Dodger says about what, why you sh- maybe shouldn't light fires under people. Is this one of the songs? Um. <laughs> Would you like to sing? No, it's not one of the songs. Okay, give me it. It's, it's from the novel, so there weren't any songs do, do, in the novel. Well, so, smoke only sends... Are you ready? So, quote the Artful Dodger. Okay. Uh, smoke only sends him to sleep, and that's not what he likes. Boys <laughs> is very obstinate, and there's nothing like a good blaze to make him come down with a run. End quote. Oh, uh, well, nothing <laughs> like a good blaze to make him and the run. Put one fire under the boy, and the boy is down. Oh, lock the fire, out comes the boy, it's a good time. Oh, Cockney, Cockney, London. Cockney, Cockney time. Oh, you have seen the film. Yeah, that's the stretcher's cut. Uh, sweeps were sometimes sent up chimneys which were actually on fire. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's just... <laughs> Boy, this fire needs sweeping. Well, no, that, that's it. The chip, all the stuff in the chimney's on fire. Oh, yeah. So they send them up just to knock all the, chip, all the stuff that's on fire down the chimney. There you go. It's not the chimney itself that's on fire. It's the stuff that's in the chimney. <laughs> like, you know, they say you shouldn't fight fire with fire. Yeah. Don't fight fire with boys. <laughs> So Chuck makes it out, and oh George, yes, I said the child of the chimney. Yeah, I don't care if it's on fire. I've got so many children here. We could just keep shoveling them in till they burn. The sheer weight of their corpses makes the fire out. Sorry, my chair is getting very squeaky. It's because you're gesticulating so well. Gesticulating, oh, gesticulating. So they made it out. Ready, chimney three, right? Chimney three. This, this is some fancy ass in the outskirts of town, right? Mm. Uh, so well, like a like a donkey. Fancy ass? No, 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 it's not like an ass. I said oh. a, I said ass like the same way that a cockney would say. I'm just trying to get in with the cockney parlance, like you. Oh, I see. It's not some fancy ass. 
in the outskirts of town. <laughs> this isn't a high, car, a high class hooker establishment <laughs> only catering no, to sodomy. I, I thought it was like a donkey or something. No, it's some, some celebrity donkey. All right, so we'll adopt my proper home county's accent again. So <laughs> some fancy house in the outskirts of town. Owned by a donkey. Owned by a donkey, yeah. It's a fancy arse <laughs> in the outskirts of town. So Wyatt gets his boys together uh, before he knocks on the tradesman's entrance and instructs them <laughs> as to their behaviour on these rather upmarket premises. So uh, don't talk back to any other servants or the mistress of the house. You've got to be on your best behaviour because they might get a tip, give you a tip in these places if, yeah. you're, if you're really, really well behaved. Don't look the donkey in the eye. No, absolutely not. No kissing on the mouth. So, our George... It's in one of the shows before, I think. Uh, our George thought this place had quite the network of flues. Six separate fireplaces running up to two main chimneys. Tricky stuff. Yeah. Even boasting a couple of horizontal flues. Horizontal flues. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to those later. Good. So, uh, this being a nice place, dust sheets were draped across each room as its as its chimneys were swept, because uh, God forbid any of the dust should get into the soft furnishings. Mm. In fact, sweeps would commonly be carried from room to room in nice houses to avoid getting soot into the carpet. <laughs> and it's weird how no one was concerned about any of the soot getting into the lungs of these, lung, of these young children, more concerned about their carpet. If you're going to send them into a burning flue, you do not give a flying fuck about them. No, absolutely not. Okay, so perhaps good. now is a good time to take a quick a quick aside into the illnesses illnesses that these kids were prone to. Ooh, hello. So, uh, we've already discussed the abrasions and the lovely extra layers of skin the sweeps developed. Not an illness, more of an adaptation. It's, a, it's still a condition, isn't it? Well, so you could, well yeah, still. It's, it's shitty, isn't it, really? It's not good. good uh, but the cramped conditions hadn't had another effect. Because uh, since these boys were still growing... Being constantly forced to hold themselves in constrictive positions caused unnatural bone growth. So you get malformed ankles, knees, and spines. Any, like, tails? Uh, I don't think they would kind of spontaneously grow tails. What about claws? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they would have grown claws either. I don't don't know know that they didn't. I can't prove a negative size. So it's probably true. Yeah, yeah, because crazy stuff happens to bones if you intervene in their development. So, you yeah. know about um, you know foot binding in yeah. in ancient China. They used to do crazy stuff to women's feet in China, just because they thought women should have small feet. Another really mental one. I don't know if you've heard of. They used to um, some of the steppe tribes. They used to bind their heads. Yeah, yeah. So they got really long necks. Uh, no heads. Really? Oh right. Heads. It's not like the African tribes. You put rings oh, under steps. their necks. Sorry. Yes. The, yeah. The, the steppe tribes like Mongols and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But they actually bound their heads so they'd end up with like cone heads. Oh. So it's like That's... a lot of the time when they would kind of invade um, like Rome and shit like that when they mm. came from across they'd see these people completely alien looking yeah. so they weren't even sure that they were humans they were coming from yeah. this crazy place very scared of these Mongol steppe tribes and that's how uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, made the film Cunhead. that is how they all did it they got they, uh, they actually went Dan Aykroyd went back in time bound his head yeah and then grew up and along with the other actors in the film. Like, Dan Aykroyd is just nutso enough. He, he is. would do that. He is that nutso. Um, so, as you know, Si, unnatural bone growth can lead to problems with posture, gait, and other deformities. What are you saying? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> My gait is immaculate. I'm, I'm not saying it isn't. Just... I, I'm not going to argue, Si. I'm not going to argue again. It's li- this lack of argument, I'm not going <laughs> So, even if an apprentice eventually qualified to the position of journeyman sweep, he would find himself beset with many problems in later life, which, for sweeps, was probably mid-30s or something like that. They're going to die pretty quickly, these kids. They get out of the game and that's it. They're pretty much unemployable afterwards, a lot of them. 
which is pretty crap. Yeah, not going to have them do data entry with their abnormal bones and their weird knees. Yeah, yeah, no good. So, sores and inflammation of the eyelids were very common. So, sight loss was a real possibility. And try telling to stop a 10-year-old kid to stop rubbing his eyes if they're itching. I have tried. You have tried? Did it work? Uh, yeah. Really? That was really intimidating. I was like, stop fucking rubbing your eyes. Oh, fucking hell. Little oh, fucking hell. Jesus Christ, I'm never yeah. going to rub my eyes again stop in my life now. Oh, stop it, stop. So, um... Uh, rubbing those eyes. <laughs> but um, after you've told the kid to stop rubbing his eyes, you just remember that you don't give a shit, as you can just easily pick up a non-blind kid from the gutter tomorrow. Brilliant. Yeah, it's not usually a problem. You just go, all right, no, so that one's broken. Off you go, mate. <laughs> Don't do data entry. It's funny how, like, was this sort of 200 years ago? Yeah, something like that. So, and that's like, that's not that much in terms of humans' time, right? 200 years isn't really very much. No. So we've gone, like, totally the opposite kind of, totally the opposite uh, ideas on children. Like, now we sort of cosset them and, you know, oh, poor wee dear. You know, even people who are, like, the most, like, right-wing kind of nuts still will be like, well, okay, some examples, but you still think, oh yeah, children are innocent. In these days, not long ago, they're just like young bits of meat. They're little devils, mate. Little devils. Yeah, they come. They're, they're, there's loads of them in the street. All come in, nicking your change. Yeah. Little bastards. Little bastards. You don't care. We're going to send them up the chimney because then there'll be fewer of them. Yeah. Excellent. It's cleaner chimneys. Excellent. All right. Okay. You ready for the next one, Ty? Here yeah. Like this. It's called sootwort. Sootwort. Yeah. Right. So quote. Uh, it is a D. It is. Excuse me. Excellent quote. Thank you. All right. That, that's how they wrote it there. So. <laughs> Was it a whimsical man that said this? Support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It is a disease. Diddly D. Which always makes its first attack. Diddly dumb. On the inferior part of the scrotum. Diddly tomb. Uh, I think we'll just stop doing those now. Okay. Where it produces a superficial, painful, ragged, ill-looking sore with Did hard, rising edges. Diddly edges. <laughs> In no great length of time, it pervades the skin. Squidlyum. And the membranes of the scrotum. And seizes the testicle, which it enlarges, hardens and renders truly and thoroughly distempered. Emperor's lump. Whence it makes its way up the, up the spermatic process into the abdomen. End quote. So it's. <laughs> that was very whimsical, sir. I, I, I think it certainly added to the 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 fun of I the think description did. of that nasty disease. And that was, I mean, of all the diseases, that is the most fun. It does sound fun. Almost as much fun as a hot wall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love the uh, the painful, ragged, ill-looking sore on your testicles. It sounds like Thanks. a treat. I've been working on that. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> So uh, this horrific form of form of cancer called scrotal squamous oh! cell carcinoma. It's just, it's just mean. <laughs> like, why can't they just get cancer somewhere that's not there? <laughs> like, it's just the you know. Oh. Uh, so it would present in the late teens or early twenties, usually after they'd finished being a sweet, because they get chucked out once they're too big to go up the. Uh, <laughs> go out, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm so glad that I was going to me again. What's now this I'm... on my balls? Yeah. Now I'm ready to fall. Oh, oh, no. oh my balls. Uh, it was uh, the first form of industrially related cancer to be described as well. Mm. So, okay, fun but fact the last. about scrotal squamous cell carcinoma. It was another deleted song from Oliver. 
Yes, Scrumble, Scrumble Cell Carcinoma. Oh, I'm not going there to die. Scrumble Cell Carcinoma. Oh, no way. That chimney has wrecked my chimney. And now it's got the rest of me. You're on the song. I was going to join in, but I thought you. you I, I can't do the harmonies. Enough, you didn't so. see the deleted scenes. No. no. So, anyway, chimney three. We're back to the. Um, <laughs> Back to the ass. Back to the. Back to the. Back to the ass. House, sorry, house. So George, is, George is making up, making his way up from one of the bedroom grates in this upper class house. Okay. Brush scrape, you know the drill. So when it comes to a narrowing of the passage through which even his stunted twelve-year-old form cannot physically fit. Where is it? Is he like a kind of Final Fantasy boss? He has different forms. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. So this um, narrowing of the passage is seven inches by seven inches. <laughs> So, so one of these boys has got to get up this seven by seven inch passage. Why don't they just kill themselves? Wow. <laughs> like what a horrific life. <laughs> like I'm just like, you know, every day. Lardy up dot dot. Why up you go, mate? Up go you on. go, mate, there you go. And afterwards, ball cancer. <laughs> horrible, horrible ball cancer. Just dead yeah, what's th- oh, no. So down he clambers and he reports to wire, waiting at the fireplace as to the nature of the narrow flue above. And watches as little Chuck is set up to clear this particularly claustrophobic passage. So, game for anything, and spurned on by his peers, little Charlie disappears into the chimney, and in due time, certain chunks of compressed creosote begin to fall into the grate, indicative of his process up the flue. Soon, however, the flow of soot slows, and then peters out completely. Stuck. He's stuck again. This... Like he is doing Stark it Chuck. This time. He's definitely earning the nickname now. I'd be now, fucking isn't he? so annoyed with him right now. Like Chuck, I would go straight to fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, pins in the feet and fires under the arse won't work this time since there's no route down other than the route up. <laughs> so even if you did light a fire above him, you just succeed in roasting him. I see. And he wouldn't be able to climb out anyway. Did they get like a knife and just slide up? So they just cut like a little bit around the circumference of him. <laughs> That's pretty gruesome, man. You're just going to take an inch off a person longitudinally Not like around their circumference. Yeah, it's just like, look, they're stuck. They're doing, they do everything else, these kids. They cover them with alcohol. They give them ball cancer. They light fires under them. It's not a million miles away from what they do. Well, you're ready for this, man. It's rope around the ankles. Oh, and, then just, and then just fucking pull. But then, like, think if your knees are yeah. above your nipples... And it's then somebody's... <laughs> I've, I've seen you before in that position. I've seen the photos. I know you were young and needed the work, but still. I'm proud of those. <laughs> uh, so, uh, where Let's oh. check out my Pornhub page, guys. So, rope around the ankles. So, with great dint of effort, Charlie was duly pulled from the chimney, but for some reason was no longer able to walk. For some reason. For some reason, don't know why. Um, I did come across a similar story uh, of a situation where the sweeper in question was not so lucky after much pulling... It didn't go so well. The master sweep, having been unable to yank the poor lad from his, lad from his entrapment, sought assistance from another man of the household. Um, the, full, the full force of two grown men was eventually sufficient to extra- extract from the chimney what we can only assume to be a lacerated skin bag of organs and bone fragments. Exactly. This was recorded as an accidental death and no charges were brought on any party. <laughs> that's, a, that's a horrifying Christmas cracker, isn't it? <laughs> I just think, what's that coming down the chimney? Is it Santa? No, no, it's <laughs> yeah. a skin bag of organs and bone fragments. Basically Santa. Basically Santa, yeah. So, uh, the mystery... <laughs> That's why kids can't see him, because he's just this horrible kind of homunculus bag of bones and blood delivering presents. 
Uh, Mummy, why is my doll covered with blood? Santa's being there. Uh, in this case, the mistress of the house, taking pity on young Chuck, saw fit to give him a penny for his trouble, and thus satisfied, Weir, having completed the job to his satisfaction, corralled his apprentices to the buggy and whipped his horses onto Chimney 4. Again, that one was slightly more eventful. I still don't know why they're writing this down. Um, there were just reports. It's not quite as, you know, as fun to read as what I've got here. You know, it's a bit drier to read these reports, but they're there. They're fun. You can make fun of them. I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad chimney sweeping was so well documented. <laughs> Each one was written up. Was there a kind of a chronicler, a master chronicler with the sweeps? Well, it's it's the stuff that gets into the into the law courts, usually. That's the stuff that gets reported. Because yeah. it's, it's usually the stuff where somebody goes, wait a minute, somebody got killed or really brutally injured here. Yeah. And it makes it to court. But most of the time, because there was no laws to actually say that people yeah. couldn't do it, then it was oh no, he's he's just broken that child now. <laughs> Doesn't really, really mean anything. Nobody really the mother cares. paid him money. And the mother's gone. Mother, they're mostly orphans. Oh, of course, they? yeah. So, but I'm just imagining that a broken child. You know, someone will go and oh, sorry about that. Here's five pounds. Sorry, yes. my child broke. <laughs> That's it. It's all okay. It costs to replace one, isn't it? Just, yeah, freezing. Yeah. All right. Okay. So chimney four. Chimney for Fullburn Hospital. Fullburn Hospital. Mm, full appropriate name. Yeah, yeah burning all the time. Fullburn. So, what they burn in this hospital, like body parts. I assume they would have to at some point. Sure. Most hospitals have an incinerator, don't they? they burn body parts. <laughs> a one's worth, worth their salt have an incinerator. Very recently, actually, there was a private company in the UK that got into a lot of trouble for not burning all the body parts that the NHS had given. There's a <laughs> private company who have been contracted to incinerate all these body parts. And then an investigation found out that there's three or four warehouses full of bits of people that are just waiting around just to be incinerated. And the private company is like, oh, we didn't have enough incinerate space to do it. And it's like, oh, that's that's a good excuse, isn't it? You should have taken that contract on, shouldn't you? Uh, So that's a little bit distressing. So you think somebody got like their appendix taken out or, you know, had a finger amputated or something like that. And it's, it's... Bits of them are still hanging around in places. I mean, this is why doctors like Frankenstein are so misunderstood. You get a Frankenstein in that warehouse, you've got yourself a new army. But it's going to be mostly appendices, appendixes, isn't it? In that, you're not going to you're going to be going to be hard pressed to find the individual parts to make up an entire functioning human. Okay, fine, Mister Science, just stitch the appendices together and have some appendix guy, appendix man. I'd pay to watch that. The most useless man in the world. <laughs> Oh, all, of all, all of like inflamed and infective appendices. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're getting the good appendices, yeah. is it? No, just take those out. <laughs> not like the appendices from the Lord of the Rings. Some of the best appendices I've ever, I've ever read. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would be a good man made of all of those. That'd be a, a sad, nerdy man. It's, it's a good thing you don't get to the end of a book sometimes when it says appendices and you just turn the page and yeah. it's a picture of loads of different appendices. That's the thing with appendices in books. You don't really notice them until it explodes and kills the book. <laughs> So, the roots of chimneys and flues of large and populous buildings, such as a hospital, can, after much extension and augmentation, become convoluted. I bet they can. Even to experienced old timer sweeps like our George. He's 12 years old. 12 years old. So, last job of the day, and then it's home time. Couple more hours, couple of twists and turns, and it'll be time to go. Mm. So, up he goes, does his usual thing in the chimney, all the way up, shows his brush, and begins his descent. Now, the other boys have been at the bottom of the grate, clearing up all the soot which has been falling. But after a while, 
the flow began to slow and eventually stopped. And they'd assumed he'd finished and was making his way down. Standard. But because of the gnarly route the flue took, the soot which George had been so diligently removing from the sides of the chimney had begun to pile up in certain bottlenecks. Uh-oh. So, remember the horizontal flue? How can I forget the horizontal flue? So, the horizontal flue, you think you're going up a vertical chimney, and then all of a sudden it just dies off at a 90 degree angle, and also full of soot, but this you've got to kind of scrape it all out, you know, you can't just knock it off and it falls, you've got to smash it out and then drag it all out, and then climb through this tunnel, and then start going back up again. So... What happens? You know what? I think Dick Van Dyke's been glamorising this uh, this business in his song. I think maybe he has. Well, that's it's a big thing about chimney sweeps because they all got very very glamorised and <laughs> glamorised. That's a word now, isn't it? No, it is. I'm not laughing at it not being a word. I'm just laughing at the uh, how they. Oh yeah, they glamorise it. Just it's just like dirty dancing men. Yeah, yeah, and, and they used to be good luck as well. They used to you know pat the chimney sweep on the head and it was good luck. Uh, all, all these. Yeah, crazy shit that people think was good. To be fair, if they're like a living chimney sweep, they probably are good luck because that just. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The opportunities of death are fairly regular. Yeah. So they must have had at least some luck. But then <sighs> they are kind of embodying awful luck just by actually becoming a chimney sweep in Absolutely. the first place. But imagine if there was like a chimney sweep, a veteran chimney sweep. And well, they become the. Well, the thing is, you, you get to a certain size and that's it. You can't go up the flue right. anymore. So then you've just got to go and. Nick kids from the street and send them up instead. Yeah, fair enough. Imagine, you know, got out of all that, then just one pat on the head, and like that pat just like knocked his brain and he died. Oh no, the ironic death. The pat on the head got him for the cancer. <laughs> so, George has made his way up to the top and he's knocking all the soot down, but obviously the soot, the soot all catches, so it can't fall down, actually can't go down this horizontal flue. So there's a big pile of soot mm. where he's trying to climb down mm. so gamely he tries to make his way back down again sticking his feet in and gets his feet in and starts to push himself through yeah. with all his wiggling there's no way he can get himself out so now he's properly stuck not just the amateur way you or I would use the term stuck the mm. technical use like the pro use the pros use stuck, stuck with capital S obviously so blacking out George manages a whale and then Silence from the flu. A bricklayer is sent for, and after the removal of half a, half a wall, hot wall, hot wall, half a hot wall, half of, a hot wall. of the hospital, George is half extracted, barely alive from the chimney. Oh, shit. He died shortly afterwards. Oh. That's the end of George. Oh, God. Yeah. That's the end of the chimneys as well. There's no more chimneys. Chimney four was the last chimney. Shit. Yeah. George, dead. Sad. That sucks. Yeah. Died in a hospital. He died in a hospital. But because of this, it gets better. So Hashtag it's a bit better. Let's get better. So Wire was convicted of manslaughter. And he went down for a whole six months. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If, if, if that's still, you know, if that was law today, people would just be, they'd be killing children. That is worth it. If a child's really annoying, or you get it six months, that is worth killing them. Absolutely. <laughs> six months. Stopping killing a child six months. So, uh, this case turned out to be a watershed moment, as there had been a movement going for about a century to get these children into better conditions, and, because uh, not everybody was blind to all the damage being done to so many innocent kids. Only ones who'd been up chimneys. Only those guys. It actually was an ex-sweep, who was actually managed to get into a 
form of uh, into some position of power mm. and actually was like yeah this is crap we should start doing this yeah oh yeah you've met him yeah uh, sweepy Disraeli so this sweepy Ben sweepy Ben uh, so this high-profile case gave the opportunity to push through legislation which finally managed to completely stop master sweeps sending anyone up a chimney. What? How did they sweep the chimneys? Uh, mechanical brushes. No, they had them all along. Uh, well, the fucker is, they did. They, they, they had them all along, but everybody was like, no, I don't want any of this mechanical brush shit. I want a fucking kid up my chimney oh, it's like the, doing it properly. It's the cunts not wanting the fucking mm-hmm. wheels with the feet on them. Yep. It's all those people resisting new technology. Just like, no, 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 no. It's not going to get my chimney as clean unless we stick a kid up there. <laughs> not good enough. Not good enough. Especially all these women, you know, like the, the high-class women in the, you know, in their nice asses. Who <laughs> do? Well, we had the, um, we had the robot there, the mechanical sweep cleared, but it's just not quite child clean. This brush is very advanced, though, madam. It will certainly get your chimney clean. Yes, but... I really think the tears of the child make the chimney just that extra bit clean. I know last year we pulled and Mallors pulled and pulled and just pulled out a, a sack of flesh and blood in awful mess of the carpet, but after that the fire just flowed so well, so no thank you. I shan't be having your mechanical child sweep my chimneys. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you should market it, though, shouldn't yeah. it? You don't just call it an automatic chimney cleaning yeah. machine. You call it, you know, an auto, an automated child. Automated child. Automated chimney sweep. That's, That's going to work well. Governor, I will clean your chimney. So, um, the way that they actually managed to get, actually enforce people not being taken up chimneys, is like every master chimney sweep had to register with the police. So if they were actually doing some chimney sweeping, the, the police had to know about it. But you can guarantee there would have been some bribes going on at some point. And yeah, I'm pretty sure today, at least in Western society, there are relatively few miners being sent into hot passages. But you can't say that it definitely doesn't happen. You can't. So if there are any chimney sweeps out there, do get in touch. Yes, there. There's help available. There's a support network for you. Yeah. yeah. Stop the sweep. Not all sweeps. Uh, so that was episode three of the Nugget. Thank you very much for listening to it. Um, have you uh, got any? Have you got any shows coming up or anything, Simon? Or uh, any folks? Oh no! I should have asked you this earlier, so you had the uh, dates ready. Uh, no. Okay. Um, well, no, might be something. Yeah. Well, uh, when you do, we'll certainly let you, the dear listener, know about it. Yeah. Anything to say on the subject, Riker? That's about it, really. Nothing that particularly exciting. Cat is pro child killing. Okay. Well, tune in next time for the. Next exciting instalment of The Nugget. Bye. Cheers.